with early spirit, like there's a lot of creating that's still going on in the studio. You can tell Jay's done a lot of recording because the way he communicates with both the engineer and with myself and the other guys in the band is very careful about like respecting others' creative ideas, but also still trying to like put in, you know, his opinion on, on how it should go. And, and I, I can really respect that. Hello and welcome, everybody. My name is Will Chernoff, and you're listening to the Rhythm Changes podcast, a home for creative, improvising, local music people. This show is an ongoing, open-ended conversation series with folks who make their community fun and prosperous. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to follow this feed wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at our website, rhythmchanges.ca. guest today is an educator by day and a bassist by night. Currently, he teaches at an elementary school in North Vancouver, but on the musician side, in the spring of 2021, he became the newest member of a band called Early Spirit. He and his three bandmates just finished recording their second studio album, which they titled The Hollow Tree, and for a limited time only until November 13th, 2021, you can pledge on Kickstarter to get exclusive art and merch from the album. Also, you can find them at earlyspirit.ca, Early Spirit Official on Facebook, and at Early Spirit on Instagram. Joining me online from his own home in Deep Cove, please welcome to the Rhythm Changes podcast, Aiden Goheen. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now, I've heard you play music for a couple of years in this community, Aiden, and one of the bands whose name I would know is called Big Mad. <laughs> Which bands in general have you been in before Early Spirit? Yeah, so Big Mad is probably one of the, the bigger ones and, and one of the ones that's still going. And I, for a long time, played in a jazz trio with a couple of buddies, and that, that was called the Jab Trio. I've played kind of on and off for the North Shore Celtic Ensemble for the past few years, done quite a bit of session work, hired gun, bass playing for lots of different bands at different times, for another band uh, called Grit and Ivory for a little while and, and that kind of thing. And then when I was still living in Alberta, I played for a few different ones that do not exist <laughs> anymore. But yeah, I, I think the Big Mad has probably been the longest running one. I've seen you play with Early Spirit live in person to my great fortune three times now. The first one was at Off the Rail Brewing in East Van. Yeah. The second one was on the Sunshine Coast. And those were actually in back-to-back weeks. One week I'm at Off the Rail. The next I'm at a house concert in Elphinstone. And oh, the yeah. third was at the Shipyards Festival where you performed back-to-back with North Shore Celtic Ensemble at the end of the pier acoustically. Yes. How have those shows gone and what other live performances have you done with the band since you joined? Um, so there's all those ones. We also played at the Tractor Grease Cafe in Chilliwack and that was, that was a really fun gig. On that same time that we went and played, um, you said Elphinstone, so it was up on the Sunshine Coast. We also played at Seashell. We played a couple house shows. We played one in Deep Cove here um, over the summer, and we also played one where Jay is Jay is living currently, <laughs> just a driveway kind of gig. And um, I think we, we did a corner 
like a street corner gig in Edgemont Village for the Mural Fest, the Edgemont Mural Fest, I think it was. What's it like with the audiences at these places? Are there certain conversations or expressions of gratitude that you are exchanging often with them now that everybody's happy to be back in a concert setting? <laughs> Definitely. It's, um, it's very different than the gigs I'm used to playing with Big Madge. The general fan base <laughs> is pretty different. You know, Big Match are definitely a little bit more um, rougher around the edges, I'll say. And, you know, for Early Spirits, uh, you know, I, th- I think the thing that I really love about the fan base for Early Spirit is very community kind of oriented. You know, a lot of the folks there, you know, they know each other. They know people in the band and it's it's very sweet. It's very like heartwarming and, and like you, f- you feel like kind of like a big family. Yeah, a little bit different demographic, right? <laughs> yeah, different demographic and different vibe, and but different energy. That's for that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, one area where there's been consistency, both from the preparation to put out the first album, Unrelated, by Early Spirit in 2018, and this one, The Hollow Tree, coming out in 2022, is that the band got photos done by Christopher Edmondstone. So, how was that? <laughs> It was great. He's a, he's an awesome guy. The photos look really good. One of my favorite moments from the photo shoot was, you know, the whole time we have great banter going. He's a really, really positive dude. And um, at some point he's, he's just kind of mentioning a few things about fishing. And I, I say to him, I was like, Oh, are you a, are you a fly fisher? He's like, yeah, yeah I'm big on fly fishing. I was like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a big whitewater kayaker. Well, I'm not big, but I like it. And sometimes we're going down the river and there's uh there's fly fishers and you know, a lot of time you try and stay out of their lines, but sometimes, you know, the way the river's pushing you, you just kinda gotta go where their fishing line is. And so I just kinda said that to him, I was like, you know, but like, you know, there's always this little uh kind of conflict, I suppose. And he he looked at me for the first time that night with just this kind of like just look on it, this angry look on face. He's like, Yeah, we'd rather you just not be there. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, okay. And then immediately right after, he was like, so what do you guys want to shoot next? What are you thinking? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> it was just such a funny, a funny interaction. And um, I don't blame him, man. I, I uh, There's many times where I'm going by the fly fishers and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm just a, a nuisance <laughs> to them right now. And they're being patient. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was very cold. Getting cold. Ben was, was almost a popsicle by the end of the night. He was getting delirious with the cold and yeah it was a fun time though yeah that's so funny he's a great guy christopher i'll say that for any listener if you listen to this podcast either you already listened to the j pod by justice from the local band blue jay or you should go and listen to that and justice and christopher did a great episode together too and i enjoyed nice. the photo shoot that he did with us back in the day in ben's kitchen at his yeah. place in kits yeah <laughs> for sure yeah, no, he was great. I absolutely loved being in a band with Ben Kelly. I think that's a pretty unique experience. <laughs> he's a is he's so goofy in a very endearing way. I, I have to like kind of remind myself sometimes because I just find so many things that Ben does like very comical and very funny, and so we'll be laughing all the time. And and I think sometimes like I never mean it in a um. In, in a mean way or anything like that but i think sometimes it probably probably just because i'm laughing so much you know it comes across that way so i appreciate you know his patience <laughs> i'm just like you know getting a hoot out of him all the time yeah and then 
in a totally different way, but also sometimes goofy. Um, playing and being in a band with Mr. Jay Knutson is also quite unique. <laughs> I, um, we, you know, we were laughing about, um, you know, we should start a podcast for, for Jay called the Knut Toot. And <laughs> every, every episode would be one story from Jay, but we were joking about how it would never work because if it was one story per episode, it'd be thousands of episodes the guy's just got endless stories and it's great though it's you know i love hearing them it's it's a great insight into the music industry and just his life yeah it's one of a kind experience right you're not going to hear that anywhere (laughs) else not exactly the way he'll tell you yeah yeah we love him for it but i heard a lot of those stories in the car with him and i know that one of the assets that the band has gained in adding you as a member and in my exit is not just your wonderful musicianship, but also that you are another driver in the band pool. So I'm wondering if you actually end up in the car with him to the same extent that I did. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like probably not, you know, most of the time when we're driving places, it's been usually Gabe and I, you know, that's just kind of how it's, it's ended up. But uh, there's a few times where I've had, long just talks with with jay and just hearing lots of his stories and and even just beyond his stories he's like a font of knowledge too yeah yeah it's not just the music he can dish on a wide range of subjects yeah for sure yeah and then with gabrielle you are collaborating with him on several fronts what are all the different things you're doing with gabrielle right now and how's it working with him to round it out so yeah, we're doing early spirit and then, you know, new director of the North Shore Celtic Ensemble, which is very exciting for him. So, you know, just playing, uh, playing with the group in that capacity. And then, you know, Gabe's quite the outdoorsman as well. So I recently taught Gabe how to roll a kayak this past summer. <laughs> so collaborating on that, that front, I suppose. And he learned on his first day, which was really, uh, impressive. You know, not everyone, uh, gets it on their first day so that that was really cool to see and yeah so i guess musically it's just those two places but you know gabe and i get along really well we have a lot of similar interests and um you know i think gabe really imparts a really high degree of professionalism to me that i i admire and respect and i think i impart to to gabe a a more casual approach to life sometimes <laughs> um so it kind of works you know we're, we're we're fairly fairly different in that regard and, and i think we benefit each other yeah so i mean it doesn't happen too often when a former member and the current member do this exchange and then we get to actually look at it in real time so i mean yeah. it would be awesome for those who are leaving bands or joining bands who are in this community and listening to just hear when a band replaces a member, mm-hmm. what does everyone need to do to make that work really well? I think respect for one thing. You know, me starting to play bass in the band after you left, I think having, you know, the respect that we have between each other is is pretty paramount there. Um, and then I think also, you know, respect for the, the heritage of the band itself especially since, you know, you're one of the founding members of Early Spirit. And, you know, I'm coming into it later on. 
there's so much history of the band and so many, you know, stories and, and things like that, that I learned afterwards. Right. And, and learned throughout time, talking with the guys and everything like that, learning different stories and, and just, you know, ideas and stuff. So I think just that open communication. And I think on the other guys' end, open-mindedness from a playing style point, you, you know, you and I take some, some different routes. If they're used to years of, of, you know, what you're playing in the band, being, having that open-minded kind of thing, like, oh, okay, he's going to play some different stuff. And I've been really fortunate that those guys have been open to a lot of my ideas and, and what I put down. And, you know, fortunate that I, I have so much respect for yourself, Will, as a basis that, and, and oh, what you'd already recorded with early spirit that I can incorporate those ideas too. Man, I mean, I wanted to assist you in providing an answer to that, but I just let you go on your part of it, and I didn't help you at all, and I think you crushed that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was awesome. You you just nailed that that answer in a lot of ways, so now I have an easy thing to build on. But I mean, selfishly for me, I feel like it was timed really well. Like I think... Mm a lot of the big issues with when people leave bands are there's unfinished business, so to speak, which can literally even mean like dates on the calendar and obligations that have to be fulfilled. And partially because of COVID, but also because of some good luck, we really did not have that. And I'm really lucky for that because I think that made it so easy. So like, is that just me or do you also, you guys also feel like it was kind of done at the right time? Like, I think so personally, and and it makes sense, you know, like, uh, it was right before the summer started, got like, started kicking with gigs and everything like that. And, you know, and I had, I had some weeks to prepare with the group before we started playing those gigs. And, um, so yeah, Yeah. no, it it was a good time. Cause if I'm thinking about what you need, maybe you kind of need two things. Like you need prep time, you need time to prep, like you were saying, and you also need to feel like there is some momentum you don't want to be thrown into like the low point in the cycle right because that kind of sucks if you have to roll through that and and not know when the momentum is going to come back in so if you felt like you had both those things then i feel like it was timed pretty well yeah for sure and i mean there's like you know any any you know decent musician can learn you know a set or two of tunes you know pretty quickly if they're putting their their mind to it but to but to creatively be invested in those tunes and and musically takes a lot longer right you you know you can learn them off the record and then just go and play the performance but to actually interact with the other members and you know know where your kind of place in the tune and everything like that that takes a lot longer and i fortunately had some of that time by the time we started playing performances i felt comfortable yeah well you know, then pretty soon after you had to take part and contribute in a very large creative investment. You spent the first half of your six days in the studio at the end of October 2021. And then yeah. you came back two weeks later in early November. And now you've done six days in the studio. Yes. Recording this album that you're working on. And I haven't asked any of you for in great detail or certainly not on the podcast or anything like that about how it's gone so far. Super fun. At the end of October, we did a three day weekend and then another, another three days 
in the studio. And I would say, um, like Ben and I would were doing sort of an abstraction of that. I would say it was Gabe and, and Jay, especially Jay, that were in for like the real amount of time. <laughs> you know, Ben and I are putting down beds and some backgrounds and stuff here and there, but those guys are really doing a lot of the the breadth of it. I, I think it's really been cool to see how you know the other guys in the band, how they kind of work with recording and and how they they sort of navigate that stuff. Because I know when, when Big Madge has recorded before, the, the vibe is just very different. Compositionally, most of the stuff has just kind of already been written. Whereas with, with Early Spirit, like there's a lot of creating that's still going on in the studio. I think one of the things that I've benefited the most from is seeing how uh, particularly Jay and Gabe communicate ideas. You can tell Jay's done a lot of recording because the way he communicates with both the engineer and with myself and the other guys in the band, he's very careful with how he talks about things. And he's very careful about like respecting, you know, others creative ideas, but also still trying to like put in, you know, his opinion on, on how it should go. And, and I, I can really respect that. I was a little nervous at first because I, uh, I recorded albums in, in the ska and the reggae kind of world and everything like that. And, and the punk, kind of thing uh but i this is actually one of the first um like big recordings i've done in, in the sort of traditional and and celtic and folk i've performed in it for years but never actually recorded an album so i'm i'm glad for when they're patient with me <laughs> when i'm figuring out some of my stuff too and yeah yeah jay loves to create in the studio yeah and and i think before the album you know jay i think has always had the big picture of what this album would sound like and, and everything like that. And he talked about some of these things that were going to be on the album and uh, he'd be talking about, I'm like, really? Like, how's that, how's that going to fit in there? And then now that we've started recording some of the stuff, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I totally understand now. And, and it sounds sweet <laughs> and it's kind of cool to just, you know, have been sort of in this blissful ignorance to now seeing the big picture that, you know, he's had with some of these tunes and the connections between them. And it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, the album is a topic for another day in some ways, but it's interesting to check in with you now. You're working as a teacher. So I know that the band has done most of the gigs in your tenure during the summer, which is a great time for you and for Gabrielle and everybody really to make time to perform. But what are you going to need to do to make the band work with your school teaching life and schedule? Lots and lots of sleep <laughs> when I can get it. Uh, yeah, just honestly, just keeping my, my head together. It's, uh, you know, teaching is a very busy job and it's a lot of time outside of the actual school day that goes into preparation. And But you know what? It's like, you know, playing with early spirits, more of the the relaxation time in some ways. You know, there's there's all the, the prep and everything that can, you know, add to big plates of life and everything. But but it's it really is kind of more the release from the day job kind of thing. And yeah, so it's it's a hard balance, but it's possible. Yeah, I think that's a great role for the band to be in and probably lends itself to you for having the most fun when you do get together. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm a pretty firm believer, too, that, you know, if you're a music teacher, the one of the best inspirations you can have to your students is being is actively playing as a musician. 
you know, to be able to say to your students, you know, oh yeah, I just recorded an album this past weekend, or I'm playing a show this upcoming weekend, especially like, you know, the kids who are in like grade three and four and they're like, wow, that's so crazy. And they're like, I want to be a musician. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's not the, the teaching isn't excluded from the practice, you know? Yeah. They complement each other. Yeah. What does early spirit need as a band to have a great year in 2022? Lots of performances. <laughs> I think for one performances are definitely a big momentum for the, the group besides performances. I think some big kind of trips and stuff would be really cool. You know, when we went up the sunshine coast to play those couple shows, we also spent a lot of time writing one of the tunes that came out of that trip is going to be on the album. And it's one of my favorites in, in my opinion. And it was, it was also one of the first tunes that I kind of, you know, was created after I joined the band. And so I had a, a decent impact on the, you know, ultimate composition of the tune. And, you know, I think having those trips is really fun, like almost like little retreats, right. Just to, to write, spend time with each other. You know, that's when I really got to know a lot of the guys in the band too. On a, on a deeper level, especially, um, you know, Jay, I, kn- I knew Ben and, and Gabe fairly well before I joined the band. Um, but that's when I really got to know Jay a lot better. And it was, it was a great time. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see how long it takes you to fit into that, because you're right, it is a complex thing when you have these people that have such strong personalities and musical backgrounds that they're bringing to the table. And then I remember for me and Ben, us wondering, all the time of how we should be fitting into that and stuff. And you're going to have your own right. time exploring that too. It's, it's going to be really cool. I, you know, there's a little bit of stuff up online right now to check up about it. But I, I think, uh, I think the real beauty is in the full album, you know, and, and especially the connections between the tunes and, you know, I, I feel especially Jay, some of the tunes he's written for this album has really, they're very creative. Absolutely. Now, I want to leave you off with one very important question that I have to get to the bottom of here before we go. It's a crucial question about balance in the band, because when I was in the band, there was a clear imbalance. There were three of us who were one type and one, Gabrielle, who was not. And I'm wondering if now that you have joined, have you come onto his side and it is now two against two? Or is it still three against one? And that is, do you, Aiden, spend a lot of time following sports? Uh, it depends on the sport. Okay. <laughs> um, I follow a lot of extreme sports. Like I, I follow a lot of like whitewater kayaking and skateboarding and, and stuff like that. In terms of like, like team competitive sports, some hockey, some basketball, but not like, not fervently like, uh, like Jay or, 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 or Ben does. So I would say I'm kind of on Gabe's side, yeah. but like maybe in the middle, I'm like the, I'm the weirdo, the middle weirdo. I don't know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I may be poking fun at both sides. <laughs> well, I love to hear it. Thanks Aiden for coming on the show and best of luck in putting out this album. Thanks Will. Thanks for having me on. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Rhythm Changes podcast. If you haven't followed the feed yet, make sure you do and think about your friends who might enjoy listening too. Tell them to search for the Rhythm Changes podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Link them to our website, rhythmchanges.ca, Facebook at Chernoff Music, or Instagram and Twitter at Rhythm Changes BC. The Rhythm Changes podcast is a Chernoff Music production. Thank you.